From the American Association of Nurse Practitioners, I'm AANP President Dr. Stephen Ferrara, and this is NP Pulse, the voice of the nurse practitioner. Welcome to NP Pulse, AANP's official podcast, bringing you unique nurse practitioner voices and expertise on the issues that matter most to NPs and our patients. Today, I'm very pleased to welcome Dr. Sophia Thomas back as the host of NP Pulse. As many of you know, Sophia was president of AANP from June of 2019 to 2021, and she hosted the podcast during that time. I'd also like to thank AANP immediate past president, Dr. April Kapu, who hosted NP Pulse during her presidency from 2021 to 2023. April did a phenomenal job as our podcast host. She was always engaged and ready to learn from every guest who shared their story and experience. Thank you, listeners, for joining me today as we visit with Sophia to learn more about her role as a nurse practitioner, hear about her remarkable experience as an NP leader, and discuss what the future may hold for ANP and nurse practitioners. Welcome back to NP Pulse, Sophia. Stephen, thanks so much for having me. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. In fact, how long has it been? Gosh, it's been two years now since I was the host of NP Pulse. I started it when I was AANP president, so it was kind of, uh, the podcast was kind of my baby, and I really enjoyed hosting. And for the audience listening, can you remind us what was going on about two years ago? Oh my gosh, we were in the middle of COVID. Uh, So my AANP presidency was a very non-conventional presidency. Um, It was the the middle of COVID-19 and we had so many challenges that we were facing. We really had to pivot the organization to meet the needs of our members and really get those member communications out in a timely manner. And so one thing that we started was and P Pulse, the voice of the nurse practitioner podcast, to really just find another way that we could communicate to NPs in a timely manner uh, issues that matter to them and their patients. And we really had a great following. Absolutely. And COVID was obviously a very difficult and challenging time. And AANP came through with many, many resources. And I consider the podcast one of those resources that emerged. Uh, to disseminate information, not only to our members, but also to members of the public, because our podcast is out there for download for anyone to listen to, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anybody can can download our, our podcast, and certainly anyone that's listening right now could just be a member of the general public that's interested in nurse practitioners, but also interested in healthcare topics that, that we'll cover. Absolutely. And we're going to get to all of that. And I know you're going to share some resources with us. But first, I'd like to start by saying I asked you to host this podcast going forward. So I'd like to do a small uh, background dive with you, Sophia. So if you can share with us a little bit of your nursing journey, where you started getting into some of your nurse practitioner uh, pathway, and let's see where, where that takes us. 
Okay, absolutely. I actually, when I was 13, I had a really bad case of appendicitis. It had actually ruptured and I was in the hospital for a week. And this was in the early 1980s or mid 1980s. And healthcare was a lot different back then. Uh, I was in the hospital for a week. Your parents couldn't stay in the hospital with you. And all I had in the hospital was the nurses to take care of me and um, nurture me and, and, you know, really get me back to health. And I was, I didn't even know what a nurse was at that point, you know, the age of 13. And they were so kind and compassionate and really made an impact on my life. Um, so uh, any nurses that are listening right now that happen to be at Kent County Memorial Hospital in Warwick, Rhode Island in the mid-1980s, if you took care of me, thank you because you have really, um, you know, set me on my path to nursing. So, you know, after that hospital experience, I just knew I always wanted to be a nurse. And I went to college very early in life, um, started uh, after the junior year of high school and uh, went to college summer school and then summer school after I graduated from high school. So I graduated college with my bachelor's degree in nursing at the age of 20. Um, I wasn't even old enough to drink to celebrate the fact that I had graduated from college. Um, but I immediately went into working in the ICU and I saw so many patients that had diseases and diagnoses that were easily preventable, people with heart disease and kidney disease and diabetes. And I thought, you know, what can I do to help prevent these problems and prevent these chronic illnesses and hospitalizations? And and one of my nurse colleagues told me about being a nurse practitioner. I said, that's what I want to do. So I uh, enrolled in LSU School of Medicine's second uh, nurse practitioner class that they had and graduated in 1996 with my master's and immediately went to practice at a rural health clinic, uh, really making a difference in the lives of my patients. They were medically underserved. It was rural Northeast Louisiana. And um, from there, I, like you, decided to get my doctorate degree because I knew that would provide me more uh, tools in life. And it really does change your thinking and the way you, you look at life and look at situations. And so I'm so proud of the fact that I got my doctorate degree as well. And I've been working in clinical practice now for 26 years, I think. Um, you know, really uh, enjoying caring for the underserved and making a difference in their lives. That's great. And did you say you were born in Rhode Island? I am a Yankee at heart, yes. I did not know that. I, I lived in Rhode Island for the first 15 years of my life and then moved to rural Northeast Louisiana. So I went from a class of about 800, I guess, in you know my freshman year of high school to a class of 24 in uh, Tallulah, Louisiana. And um, so, yeah, big culture shock. They called me Rhode Island Red. <laughs> That's funny. I... Did not know that. You were uh, East Coast. I'm also on the East Coast in New York. So that's, uh, that's something I uh, just learned. So that's, yeah. that's Well, great. what's also similar is you actually were a medical assistant early on in life. And for me, I became a nurse's assistant very early um, in my nursing career when I was in nursing school. So I was a nursing assistant. I was a ward clerk, you know, the people at the computer that put in the orders. Um, then I was a nurse tech and finally became a nurse. And you and I both started our nurse practitioner careers on paper charts. And so 
we have had to really get adjusted to the whole right. EMR yeah. change. And, and I tell you, I love the EMR. Uh, unfortunately, I think it's a, a big cause of burnout now for a lot of clinicians. And I, I really do miss paper charting mm-hmm. because with the paper charts, I could spend more time with my patients. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. And I was the type of clinician that would write in the margins on my paper charts, little notes to myself. And yes, you can still do that on the current modern uh, EMRs, but there's just something about being able to you know, flip through a, a chart and see your notes there and immediately remember what you wrote and why you wrote it. Um, we kind of lost that today, and, uh, and, and maybe somebody out there can develop an EMR that brings us closer to at least the ability to see our notes and, uh, and why we wrote those things in the first place. You're, you know, you're actually, we're actually right. And, and what's funny is because I was a ward clerk, I got to learn all different types of physics, physician handwriting. I could decipher anything. And if you still give me someone's uh, handwriting, I can, can pretty much read anyone's handwriting. And you know, we've all gotten horrible handwriting since we've started using the EMR. Yep. So it's, it's life skills you've earned uh, as well as uh, being able to interpret, uh, they say, chicken scratch. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so we heard a little bit about your nursing journey and, and how you started. I'm curious to know um, how you became involved with uh, nurse practitioner organizations at the state level as well as our organization, AANP, at the national level. You know, that's a great question. I um, have always been a joiner, and I, like you, because I listened to last month's podcast, uh, anytime I would see a problem, I would always jump in and help to try to fix it. And I think that's what's ingrained in our nursing DNA. You know, you want to help people, you want to make a change, you want to make a difference. And so for me, if um, I have a big problem of never saying no to people, um, and to, sometimes that's to my detriment, but I sure. always knew my elders, my nurse practitioner elder, elders told me, you have to join your nurse practitioner organization. You have to join your state association and you have to join the national association. Very early on, I knew that I needed to join. Um, I joined LANP and um, uh, what's funny is we had what was called a listserv back then and listservs were very new. Uh, I had just gotten a computer and was learning about the World Wide Web. Uh, This is back in the mid-90s. And I joined that listserv and a message came through. And I typed an answer back to that message and hit the send button. But nothing really happened on the screen. And so I typed the same message and it hit send. And I did that like 10 times. And then somebody popped up a message, why do I keep getting the same the same email? And another NP colleague said, oh, it's just some idiot that doesn't know how to use the computer. <laughs> well, that, uh, that NP ended up being one of my mentors, Dr. Patricia Pierce here in Louisiana. So I learned from the, the great NP leaders in my state, the importance of joining, the importance of getting involved in policy. Another thing that Um, you mentioned in the last podcast was the um, AANP communities. That's right. And those have grown dramatically over the years. What are the communities now? Yeah. So um, the the communities, right now there are 24 uh, communities and soon to expand to 28. Wow. And I, I know that there's even some more in the works. So an example or a few examples of the communities right now are uh, acute care, cardiology, obesity, 
pediatrics, uh, psych and mental health. Um, so those are our specialty practice groups. And there's also some specialty interest groups. Those include uh, entrepreneur, uh, health equity, diversity, and inclusion. Um, there's also an international community to talk about um, advanced practice uh, around the world. So for uh, members who are out there, um, it is uh, an ability to sign up. There is an additional fee that's in addition to your membership. Yeah, I think it's like $20. Yeah, it's $20, $20 per community. But in those communities, there are thousands of conversations going on. And it's those uh, conversations where people are networking, people are gathering to meet at an upcoming AANP conference uh, so they can meet in person. Uh, each of the communities uh, have co-chairs that are there as experts to help uh, start the conversation or steer the conversation and provide some, some clarification. So I would encourage anyone who's involved in more uh, and getting more involved, the communities are really a great way to do that. It's a great way to pose a clinical question. It's a safe space to have an open conversation and hear from the experts in the, those areas. You know, I've, I've kind of taken a dive into some of the conversations in a couple of the communities. And I mean, mm -hmm. there's primary care, there's so many, and really great resources. You're hearing from the experts in every specialty that, that an NP could be. And it sounds like you're going to add more communities, which is even better. Uh, I love that idea. That's right. And the communities also have a document center. So uh, these are, uh, it's an area within the community that there you can share documents and you can share resources with one another. I would very much uh, advocate joining one of the communities. And if you see something that's missing from a, a specialty interest uh, that you have, reach out to us at AANP and let us know what that is. If, if there is enough interest in a, uh, adding a new community, we are certainly willing to do that if there are enough people out there willing to 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 speak about it. That's great. I, I love how A&P is so membership responsive. And so I have to say that I would be remiss if I didn't mention that you have always been a social media guru. And in fact, April passed the gavel on the A&P Twitter account to you last weekend. I, I want to hear from you. And I think it's important for our listeners to hear the importance of engaging in social media as a professional. Yeah, uh, thank you. I, I did catch the social media bug early on, and I would not consider myself a guru. So, oh, I do. <laughs> uh, that's, that's first and foremost. But I saw social media as a way to communicate with people, uh, people that were outside of my physical network. So I, I started tweeting and you know just trying to build awareness of the work that nurse practitioners are doing, um, some of the work that I'm doing, really wanting to just be able to create these virtual communities. Just at this past conference that we recently had, uh, I met people for the first time that I have, quote unquote, known for years. On social media. Yeah, on social media, because we've communicated, we've messaged, they follow me, I follow them. And it really is interesting. There's, there was an individual said, I, I can't believe we're meeting for the first time because it feels like we... We, like we've known each other. So it was interesting and it was a great experience to be able to do that uh, in person. 
Oh, that's awesome. Well, I've always been impressed with the way you've utilized social media in your professional growth. And I know you have a huge following and (laughs) rightly so. I mean, you're now the AAMP president. It's only going to grow more. The way you've been really on the forefront of so many things, your your professional growth and your ability to, to put yourself out there and research things that, you know, if not, if not me, then who, you know, that says a lot about you as an individual, as you as a nursing leader. And I'm really looking forward to your presidency. Another thing you mentioned was continue to um, advance the diversity of our organization. So talk about that, expand on that. Yeah. So uh, a few years ago, ANP um, started a diversity, equity, and inclusion committee. Uh, and, you know, this committee has grown over, over the years. And um, I've served as a board liaison to that committee uh, just last year. So I've been able to participate uh, in that committee. Um, and the ideas and suggestions that are coming out of that committee is just um, really echoes and follows the mission of AANP. And, and we like to talk about our pearl uh, at AANP um, in, in that our mission coincides with uh, P for practice, E for education, A for advocacy, R for research, and L for leadership. And we want to integrate DEI into all of those areas. It's DEI for, for our profession. It's DEI for our patients. We know that nurse practitioners are taking care of diverse communities. And we need to provide support uh, in those communities. We need to provide support for those nurse practitioners in, in doing so. And it, it has been anecdotally said, again, we're coming off uh, our national conference that was just in New Orleans, your host uh, uh, city. And um, it, it was noted that we've seen um, a lot more diversity um, at, at this past conference than in, in many years past. And I want to see that continue to grow. It's, it's diversity of ideas. It's diversity of individuals. Um, it is not contained to any one area of what is, um, you know, one would consider diverse. So that is very important to me, and I want to continue to see that grow. And if there are, again, things that we could or should be doing, um, I'd love to hear from from anyone who has thoughts and suggestions. And believe me, I've already gotten a um, earful from from some individuals that I've I've spoken with, and I really do, do look forward to working together with them and and seeing again how we can become, you know, this organization that continues to represent all nurse practitioners. Absolutely, we nurse practitioners care, do care for diverse populations, uh, diseases and disorders that span the healthcare spectrum, um, all ages, patients from all walks of life, and nurse practitioners come from all those same populations as well. And so, I'm really looking forward to your presidency and your leadership. Um, your vision is great, and. Um, I know we started this podcast, uh, you introducing me, and I, I just wanted to talk more about you because I'm really so, so excited. Um, I, I'm looking forward to the future. And certainly, I thank you for inviting me to uh, host the podcast. Uh, once again, this is my baby. And I would like to say that if our members or anybody who is listening to this have ideas about what they would like to hear from the podcast, um, I, I'd 
love for them to reach out because certainly we want to discuss ideas and topics of interest to nurse practitioners as well as the patient populations. And I know we have our nurse practitioner communities that can give us ideas and uh, potential guests. And so I'm really looking forward to carrying on this to follow the mission of AANP. Yeah, and I look forward to working with you on it. Um, as you know, there's a saying or a phrase that, that we use a lot in healthcare. Uh, you were voluntold um, <laughs> to, to take over the podcast once again. And you know, I'm grateful that you're willing uh, to do it. Um, and so my, my question, my one and only question to you at this point is what are some of the ideas that you have for future episodes of our podcast? And I know we've talked a little bit offline, um, but you know, share, share with our audience what are some of the topics that you're looking forward to, to tackle in, in the near future? Oh, gosh, there's so many that, that are on my mind. I think what I want to do is uh, talk about current events, current trends, issues that impact nurse practitioners, not just as clinicians, but as individuals. So um, female sexual health after the age of 50 or after the age of 40, all of these new uh, drugs that were formerly for diabetes and now we're using for weight loss, they've really made an impact on people's health overall. I think um, personal and professional issues uh, are, are key, uh, not to, not only to us as nurse practitioners, but us as individuals. So, you know, to be diverse, we've got some NP experts that can really come on and share, you know, not only their personal experience, but their professional experience in treating these types of things. So I want to discuss current events, current trends, but again, topics of interest to NPs and the general public, because we do have uh, listeners from the general public. And I look forward and welcome uh, people's ideas. Um, there's so many topics out there in healthcare, and I'd love for us to be a little bit edgy and, and touch on all of them. Absolutely. Well, I look forward to listening in on those future episodes, and we look forward to hearing the input. I look forward to seeing some of those resources that we ourselves can use, and they could be applied to, to everyone who's interested in getting healthy from a mind, body, spirit uh, position. So um, I look forward to that. I appreciate you taking the time to reintroduce me to the podcast, Stephen, and I look forward to your presidency. Thank you so much today. I look forward to the future. Thank you so much, Sophia. And thank you to all who are listening. I'm looking forward to all of the interesting and engaging podcasts that are on the horizon. Tune in every other Wednesday for riveting stories, in-depth conversations, and educational topics developed especially for NPs and NP students. Fall is the ideal time to earn CE credit, so I hope to see you at the 2023 AANP Fall Conference in Austin, September 7th to the 10th. Visit aanp.org forward slash fall 23 to learn more about this event, which offers in-person or on-demand packages and the ability to earn the AANP Introduction to Leadership Certificate, a prerequisite for the AANP Executive Leadership Program. Thank you for listening to NP Pulse. Please subscribe to this podcast, share it with your colleagues, and check back regularly for new episodes. And as always, be kind, 
be safe, be effective, and be the voice of the nurse practitioner. Thank <laughs> you.